0: Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, it may not count, but it certainly matters. Preseason football. That's right. Game number one is coming up on Friday. What do we want to see? Who are we most interested in seeing? But first, the shuffling of the roster continues. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 452, and it starts now.
1: Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grigalou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki.
0: there always seems to be that one position group in training camp that gets infected with the injury bug now how much of the infection do we know and i think that's the big unknown right now and right now it is the defensive line mj that has been hit hardest now how hard i guess is the more apt way because Cliff Kingsbury, as we've discussed here on previous episodes of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Not very forthcoming. He doesn't have to be here in preseason in training camp, but uh, the defensive line room added four players, excuse me, added three new players within the last 24 hours. So 13 players in that room, and we know they're going to keep, what, maybe six or seven, so half that many.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a great opportunity for a guy like Michael Dogby, who I think looks a little bit thicker. Um, he's got some athleticism to him, considering the position. And then Lucky Fotu, and you know, we'll see how much they go with two or three linemen. Uh, the good news is, besides the Xavier Williams, is he's been placed on injured reserve. Uh, there's a target date for all these guys, and. You know, the Cardinals will break camp on the 26th, and then they'll start getting into the, after the 28th, their preseason game against the Saints on the road, they'll start to get into game mode and start preparing for the opener. You don't want the the game plan to get stale. So that's when I anticipate. All these guys going to be back on the field. As long as, um, the only guy that, you know, I don't know um, what the uh, uh, shorter long-term deal would be is Brian Winters. We haven't seen him uh, Kingsbury feels like he'll be back. Um, they like that competition at right guard. I think he went in with the, uh, the idea he could have been the starter considering the relationship, uh, with Kelvin Beecham. But yeah, I mean, it's not ideal. Um, you look at, you know, Josh Morrow, he could put his hand in the dirt. Marcus Hunt, remember him on hard knocks. He could put his hand in the dirt. I don't know too much about Jake Crawford, Jack Crawford, Jack Crawford. Okay. Thank you. And. Uh, I'm really intrigued with uh, Demetrius Harris, and we talked about this probably. Well, let's, let's just let's first okay. just go on, on on the defensive
0: line because okay. you brought up uh, three names there, and you look at the names that we won't see during the preseason opener. J.J. Watt's not going to play. No one's announced that, but he hasn't practiced, so he's not going to be on the field. Jordan Phillips is not going to play. I'd be surprised if Zach Allen sees the field, considering he's been out for the past couple of days, and Rashard Lawrence has missed the past couple of the practices was, as well. So those are those are your top four defensive linemen that will not see action, at least we don't expect to see. But there is room as far as you brought up, Lucky Foto and Michael Dogby. So reps for those. And then you know, Jack Crawford, 6'5", 288. Margus Hunt, 6'8", 298. Josh Morrow, his third stint with the Cardinals, 6'6", 290. So an opportunity for those three players, if not for the Cardinals, because right now they need bodies to play, much like we saw in the running backs room. They need guys to get through preseason games. So if it doesn't work out for any of those three names we just mentioned, there are other teams around the league that are watching preseason film to see whether, okay, well, hey, they're back in the league. They flashed. Maybe let's bring him in and get him a, a second look, if you will. So any opportunity here for these guys to get some reps, regardless if it's for the Cardinals, keep in mind you're auditioning for everyone else around the National Football League.
1: Yeah, and I think some of these guys could be practice squad options. I mean, clearly, you know, they were, You know, Josh Morrow worked out a few weeks ago, and, you know, he's bounced around. I think he's tied with Carlos D'Ansby now. Third stint with the team. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> A little bit of an asterisk there. Yeah, he's got to play in the regular season. But, yeah,
1: three times the charm, yeah. Okay, he, he initially wore Fred Weekfield's number 97.
0: Yeah, he's wearing 96 now. And he
1: also wore 69. Yes. So, his, his third stint. Now, Corey Peters is also in that equation. I don't want to anticipate him, seeing him at all until we get back to uh, Tempe and he starts practicing. Now, I know it's in Crayon or Sand, uh, the depth chart, but Rashard Lawrence was listed there. I, they, he's had a really good offseason. They really feel like he can do a little bit more than Lucky, even though Lucky's more of a, a, a three technique. But if you want to just look on paper, you got Corey Peters, and then you throw in Rashard Lawrence and Leckie Foto. I mean, that's a nice little rotation interior. And then you look at Zach Allen and then you, you, you'll also look at Jordan Phillips. they got to get another guy there. But clearly, uh, Kylie Fitz has had a good camp. He sets the edge. Derek Kennard's had a good camp. He can set Devon the edge. Devon Kennard. Devon yeah. Kennard. Man, I'm all over the map today. <laughs> um, I was thinking about his father. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of like the, the different sub-packages we're going to see. And the more and more we watch practice, Craig, Jordan Hicks is on the field.
0: Yeah, and that, I think you might see more of that. I don't know how much in the preseason, but those top – Four, five, and if you want to throw in six defensive linemen, I do think that room is set. But again, it's it's set on paper, so we'll have to see how it plays out as far as the injuries are concerned. All right, and let's bring up the the other roster move that was made, and that is in the tight end room. Six foot seven. 230 pound Demetrius Harris. He is the, I wouldn't say he's not the tallest player on the field, but he and Ian Bunting in that tight end room both at 6'7". He is a tall drink of water watching practice earlier on Wednesday, but doesn't really have much uh, depth, not depth, but just he's not very big as far as how wide he is. I mean, he's 230, so it looks like a string bean out there. He doesn't fit that prototy- prototypical tight end as far as Maybe you, you know put him in a three-point stance and block. Now we'll have to wait and see how he gets utilized. He will play some, according to Kingsbury. And he is one of those guys who's got experience. Seven years in the National Football League last season with the Bears. Was not targeted much. Only had seven catches for 45 yards. But it is an interesting name when you look at, okay, you got Max Williams. Darrell Daniels is more of a blocking tight end. And then who comes at in at number three. And perhaps maybe it is an opportunity for Harris to sit there and say, all right, you know, hey, Look at me, and maybe I can make uh, a case to be that third tight end.
1: Yeah, I, I think when we uh, when we talked about the positional breakdown, we did the entire roster on offense, defense, including special teams, and you know I, th- I th- there was five names on there, and you know the Cardinals did work out Jake Butt. He eventually retired recently, so and then a couple other guys signed with other teams, but we didn't mention Damaris. Harris, just from an experience standpoint, and we've also talked about the Cardinals looking for a pass-catching tight end. I think his legs are a little bit, you know, thicker than – he kind of reminds me of Ricky Seals-Jones when he was wearing 86. Um, obviously more experience. Uh, his legs are a little thicker there. And, and again, this is a position that they were going to address at some point. I think they are waiting to see what some of these young guys can do. We know when it comes to Sykovitz, he's guaranteed a roster spot. On the practice squad, but I hope he gets a chance to flash in the preseason because I, I think he's put the work in, and you know, obviously it's it's a big culture change for him. So, yeah, I think that position as a whole, and then clearly they're going to slide a couple guys on the practice squad. But uh, I like the fact that they went out and ID this, and now they got him in camp, uh, not you know t- at the last week before you go in the regular season. And you know, clearly he's going to have to pick up the offense, and you know, those are things that you know you have to be here for a while. And we can mention Keyshawn Johnson. I mean, we, we, we see it. We always talk about year one to two, year two to three. He said late in the year last year he started figuring it out because he only knew his own route. This entire offense is predicated, and you have to know where the other guy is. And if the, if the defensive backs change their route, you have to change your route, and that's where the trust comes from, the quarterback and the wide receiver. So when it comes to concepts and scheme, he is much further along. He's also trying to, to be a gunner. Play on special teams, and he knows. and I, I want to say it was maybe Darren Urban talked about Trent Sherfield leaving and had that role. So I think right now he's probably the favorite for the fifth overall wide receiver position. Now, Andy Isabella, we don't know if it's uh, contact tracing, but he's been placed in COVID the second time that's happened here. So that's going to open up stuff for you know a couple of the other young receivers, Jojo Ward. Um, Andre Pacelli. Pacelli, and he's catching everything. And now we're starting to see him on the return game. I don't know if we're going to see Rondell Moore in the return game. I don't know if you want to show that, but they have enough options out there. Eno Benjamin, Jonathan Ward, JoJo Ward, Pacelli. You know, we'll see how they they shake out. But they have plenty of – I don't know. for. I know that I talked about at length about – Getting his feet wet in special teams, but that's more during the regular season. I don't know if you want to show anything with him. The only thing
0: about more on whether it's kickoff or punt return, there is a difference fielding kicks in an NFL stadium mm-hmm. versus a college atmosphere, and then how quickly guys come down on you. So maybe you do want to give him out there. That's true. Just just for a rep or two. And I'm in agreement. And but the other thing with Rondell Moore, with respects to this Friday, is you know he's been practicing the past couple of days, but there was a stretch. I think it was two or two and a three days that he was not on the field so maybe you don't want to push it um, and I do want to talk about the preseason here in a moment but it is fascinating here that we are three weeks into training camp and still you see this front office looking at the back end of the roster whether it's running back whether it's wide receiver defensive line figuring out how we can make the most out of those last what five six seven roster spots Special teams, certainly, but also some depth at some key areas that they're not maybe as deep at or maybe just don't have the confidence as opposed to maybe they do at offensive line or at the safety position. So this is something that is not unique to the Arizona Cardinals. It just right now it's, seems to be all focused on the defensive line. And big part of that is because the starters that you are going to play with in the regular season you might not want to see them too much on the field in the preseason. So how do you get through those three games, that 60 minutes of game time? You got to find somebody, yeah. and that's why there are 13 right now defensive linemen on the roster.
1: Well, I think you you know how I feel when it comes to the offensive line. I think they can go eight or nine deep, and depending on you know the position flexibility, you know I think they'll dress eight on game day. It's going to be Max Garcia probably your backup center guard, Josh Jones or Justin Murray, and then. Who's your swing tackle? Uh, so, and then we'll find out more on Brian Winters. But I think that's the strength of the offense is the offensive line I do like the, the running running back room I like the wide receiver room I think the tight end room's gotten better but I also think defensively and and I like the second day they're healthy I like all those guys are healthy all the starters better find some wood to knock on I well right here <laughs> but you know. I mean it, it's it's good and we talked about the tackling so I think the strength of this football team is in the trenches and that's how you win games on Sunday learning how to finish offense and defense so this the team you see lining up over the next three preseason games on the D-line, it's going to look totally different in week one against the Titans.
0: Yeah, because J.J. Watt, Jordan Phillips, Zach Allen, Rashard Lawrence, maybe Lawrence is further ahead than some of those other guys. But, yeah, the, the players that you see coming up on Friday, you likely will not see come week one against the Tennessee Titans just because the guys that you are focused on and hope to be with you all season long right now they're uh, they they're spectators.
1: Yeah, and and I can bring up this point from you know this Corey Peters. Now he looks really good. I mean I, I don't know what his weight was, but you know when you tear an ACL and have a severe knee injury, it's a lot of times you're in the pool and then you're on a stationary bike. You don't get in that football condition. But he looks good. Um, you like to say well he's got to knock some of the rust off, but again just based on the matchup, Derrick Henry, Corey Peters is going to be your starting nose tackle. And then you look at Jordan Phillips. I mean, he needs reps, but uh, let's get him to week one so he can stay healthy. So I understand what's going on. The main thing is no setbacks and get ready for the opener.
0: Well, one quick note as far as the injuries are concerned with respect to the offensive line. Justin Pugh not on the practice field on Wednesday. He exited practice about midway through on Tuesday and was replaced by Sean Harlow as far as first team reps, number 64, on your roster, Bird Gang, so don't have an update on that. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but to your point about who we see in action and who we see on the sidelines during practice, the one name we haven't seen since the early part of training camp is Brian Winters, who according to Coach Kingsbury is still in the mix to be the starting right guard because as you look at it, we're still – a month away from the start of the regular season. So between now and September 12th, a lot can change. But right now, Josh Jones is your starting right guard because A, he's healthy and he's getting the reps. And Winters and Justin Murray right now are being, uh, I guess they're being cautious if you will, as far as bringing him back and make sure that they're 100% before they return.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about Winters um, because he's, you know, you got to get in a football shape and you got to give Josh Jones a ton of credit for getting those reps. So when you go back to the top eight, I would think Josh um, Jones is your right guard, Justin Murray is your swing tackle, and then Max Garcia is your backup guard center. Um, one other note from practice uh, on Wednesday was Kyler Murray looked like he had a day off. I don't, I don't know if he's on a pitch count, but he was participating in individual drills, didn't do any team stuff. I thought Chris Trevler threw the ball pretty well. Um, I think everyone knows by now, we think Colt McCoy is a huge upgrade at that position. He's got a command of the offense. And so those are good things, but, um, now, now we can get into what we think is going to happen in the preseason games.
0: Absolutely. The preseason opener coming up on Friday. The Cardinals host the Gallus Cowboys at State Farm Stadium, which is where we are broadcasting here. Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. It is Cardinals training camp powered by Cox. So the preseason opener, yes, we expect the starters to play. How much? Probably a series Even if it is a 3-and-out, I don't even expect the offense to go back onto the field after those three plays just to kind of get their feet wet, and that would maybe even be both offense and defense. I'll say this, though. DeAndre Hopkins is dealing with what Kingsbury called a minor issue. He was not on the practice field on Wednesday. I don't think he'll play on Friday. You mentioned Andy Isabella is in COVID protocols. A.J. Green watching practice on Wednesday, so you'll probably be without your top two wide receivers on Friday. And then the offensive line, you're probably going to look at Josh Jones getting his first game action preseason, but game action with that first-team offense. And then Max Williams, and you probably see Chase Edmonds and James Conner, but not a lot, at least as far as the offense is concerned.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it, you know, I think Kingsbury hit it on, on the head today during this press conference, and, and that was we, we want guys to succeed. So let's not get cute here. And he said they made a mistake that first year where they didn't show anything. Um, they're not going to show anything here because you do play the Cowboys and granted we get to the, you know, January, everything's going to be a little bit different injuries and just where the, where the team is seating wise. But he did say that, you know, I think, I think for Kyler and the offense, I'm, I'm comfortable with Rondell Moore out there, Christian Kirk, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, obviously four or five starting offensive linemen, and then you throw in the tight ends and the running back. If they go three and out to me, I, I'm going to, I'm bringing them back out, um, I don't think we're going to see Hopkins and A.J. Green in the preseason. Probably don't need to. But, you know, let them throw the ball down the field a little bit. You know, a little, um, you know, slant passes. Get them in rhythm and score some points. You know, kind of get the crowd in the game a little bit. But don't get too cute here. And, and Kingsbury said today, we're going, to make, we're going to put guys in position so they can succeed. And that's the young players, you know. Zayvon Collins, obviously a great test for him. Um, Isaiah Simmons continues to flash in camp. I mean, I, I really like and Every day we say, this guy looks good, and we don't see everything because we're watching different uh, drills. Um, but I, I think you know if they, it'd be nice to go on an eight, ten play drive, punch it in, and then leave the field with some momentum, especially Ideally. in front of the home crowd. Yes.
0: Maybe you 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 win the toss. We'll take the ball, get the offense out there, and you said it, eight, nine, ten play drive, and you put some points on the board, and you call it a day. And Kingsbury was asked as far as you know. Two years ago, they were very vanilla, did not show anything, and he regretted that decision. So he admitted that they are going to be a little bit more open, but they're not going to roll out too much, at least as far as scheme, Yes, they play the Cowboys, but not until January of 2022. And then no one shows much of anything in the preseason. But you just keep it simple enough to where guys don't have to think. They can just go out there and let their talents, their skill sets be showcased because this is, more important than anything, an evaluation, a continuation of the evaluation for these guys to make that 53-man
1: roster. And there's no doubt about it, and, and these next three preseason games are going to be big for the back end of the roster, and the Cardinals do like a lot of these players, and you can only have 53 on the roster, and then, you know, you got 16 options on the practice squad, and we be curious to see if they load up on a couple positions, because I think JoJo Ward, you know, he's on a smaller frame, but he's got speed, um, you know, clearly he's not a draft pick, so he doesn't have the same cachet as maybe a Christian Kirk or Rondell Moore. and but he he really flashed in training camp last year, and they, if if there was preseason games, they didn't want anybody to to go after him. So I don't think the entire rookie class will make the roster. I, I you know I I think when you look at two biggest impact players, it's going to be Zavin Collins and Rondo Moore, and then we'll have to wait and see. But I, I'm kind of intrigued with Victor D. uh from a standpoint of he, he he kind of reminds me of Marcus Golden. I know that was the comp, but I like the his size, his legs. Um, I noticed Marcus was uh working on the uh the arm arm um remember he comes over to the sidelines and they give like each other an arm bar yeah so he was working on that so I mean they feel comfortable to where but I I'm, I'm intrigued with him I think he can make the roster now you know Marco Wilson's definitely on the inside um uh looking in and I think Tay Gowens on the outside looking in again all this can change and then you look at Michael Minette, perfect practice squad guy he, future center, you know, he's got three years of starter, captain, and all that other stuff. So um, this is going to be good for first, second, and third-year players.
0: And I do think, Wilson, as you look at that cornerback room, Malcolm Butler, Robert Alford, Byron Murphy, those are your top three. Darquez Denard has not been on the practice field the past couple of days. So if you're looking for another veteran, it's Daryl Worley. And Wilson has been getting his share of reps with the first team and also out there with the second team. So if you go four deep – that might be number four, Marco Wilson, and that's a day three draft pick, and he has also been involved heavily involved on special teams, and I think that's where we'll see him initially, and then if something should happen, hopefully it doesn't, you slide him in there because he has the ability to play both inside and outside.
1: Yeah, and Andrew Wiggins, um, I think he's more of a practice squad guy. I think Sean Williams is more of a special teams player. It gives you depth. Now, we know Banjo's going to dress – be interesting, James Williams. Wiggins. James Wiggins.
0: Yeah, threw me off there, and I was like, what, all of a sudden we got to start talking about the NBA. No, <laughs> James Wiggins in the safety room I and think Sean. I'm 0 Williams. for three to that,
1: <laughs> and I do have a roster in front of me, but I don't have all the names. I have just where uh, what school they went to. Yeah, so but Sean Williams, he could be on that punt protector team, and he'll be ba- uh, you know a backup with Banjo uh, at, the, at the position. Now, what happens with Deontay Thompson? I mean. You know, he's got to stay healthy. Jalen Thompson looks the part. I mean, he's 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 become more physical. You can see he's more um, um, he's adjusted to the game and the speed of the game and working next to Booter. So on paper, I really like the secondary. I like the corners and I know that said they're healthy right now. Uh, obviously our Robert Alford is going to be the guy we're looking at but, you know, going into that game they, we, we're probably going to see two tight end sets so you're going to have two corners out there and that's probably going to be Byron Murphy and Malcolm Butler.
0: Yeah. And again, how much will we see those players? And it was going to be big because I do think, regardless if it's this week, next week against the Chiefs or the Saints, that these young players, the draft picks, the second year, third year players, and maybe even some veterans are hoping to catch on, whether it's with the Cardinals or someone else. You're going to be looking at playing an entire half, maybe even the last three quarters of a ball game because, yes, there's time between now and the regular season, but I just. These coaches, it's it's all about week one, and they know what they have. Mainly with what, maybe you say 40, 45 players, maybe even more. So, and you just don't want anyone to get hurt, even if it's just you're getting banged up regardless of how much time you have between now and the start of the regular season. I just uh, You hit fast forward on some of these players and on the others that you're trying to evaluate and see if you've got someone that can develop, whether it's this year, next year, or down the road. That's where preseason really plays a large part.
1: Yeah, and that's where I think Marco Wilson is going to excel on special teams. Now, he can play inside and outside. We know Murphy can play inside and outside, and Denard was having a good camp, but you got to be on the field. Um, so they could keep four or five. Maybe they're going to try to address that position with another veteran guy. I, I know they got Worley in here, um, but again, I, you got to have some depth there. But they're, I think Tae Gowan and possibly another can go on the practice squad. But uh, the main thing is, is you know, Marco Wilson's if if he's active, he's going to be a depth guy, just like Sean Williams, and he's going to play on special teams, and that's one uh, one role. And then Keyshawn Johnson, as we talked about earlier. He's actually in uh, – he had a good observation the other day when he said he wanted more reps because that's not an easy position to play. Trent Sherfield mastered it towards the end, and then he went to San Francisco because they said he would get it more of an opportunity as a wide receiver. So they, I don't know if that's a replacement, and then, you know, we'll see when Dennis Carduck comes back because he's, he's going to earn some playing time on defense, and he's going to obviously be one of their weapons when it comes to covering kicks.
0: Five wide receivers most likely active on game day, but it's that fifth receiver who has to play special teams. And what we've seen from Keyshawn Johnson is trying to be Trent Shurfield. And it's big shoes to fill. Uh, you know, Shurfield didn't get a lot of attention as far as the offense was concerned. Hopefully it happens with him with the 49ers, but he was vital for assistant head coach and special teams coordinator Jeff Rogers as far as special teams and everything he could do. So they are really working hard on Keyshawn Johnson, especially at the gunner spots. And I noticed this on Tuesday's practice. Devin Fitzsimmons, the assistant to – Jeff Rogers, the assistant special teams coach, they were working at different parts of the field, and they were working on running downfield, the gunner, and trying to get separation because you usually got two guys in front of you trying to beat somebody, whether that's an inside move or go to the outside. But they had gone through their entire – you know, everyone had gotten a turn, and Fitzsimmons asked, all right, who wants another rep? And Keyshawn raised his hand without hesitation – and they had another rep, and it just showed, one, his desire to learn and his knowledge, I think, in the back of his head, like, look, you know, I'm not at the position of my career to where I can just be a wide receiver. I have to do something else. So if you can fill that Trent Sherfield spot with a Keyshawn Johnson – now, all of a sudden, you've got your wide receiver room with Hopkins, Green, Kirk, and Moore, with Keyshawn Johnson being number five and active on game day. What happens after that as far as number six? I think that's going to be fascinating to find out because Isabella on COVID protocol for the second time in camp, That's perhaps might hurt his chances, and then you got a lot of guys who have been making plays and flashing. Now, do they flash when the lights come on and that preseason opener coming up on Friday? So... Pay attention, if nothing else, everyone focuses on the offense and defense and the starters, but if you want to know exactly who this team believes in and thinks that they can count on come week one, find out who's playing special teams. Exactly.
1: Now, according to the depth chart, Isabella, to me, is as long as he continues to flash, now he's in protocol right now, I think he'll be your sixth receiver, whether he's in sweats, but it's interesting they have Isabella behind AJ Green. Now we know that Isabella's role this year is inside and outside. So, you know, again, AJ Green's obviously much taller receiver, more strider, 50-50 balls coming back for the ball, but if you get that second or third corner on Isabella, take your shot. And then they have uh Pacelli, he, it, it, so he's third behind Green and Isabella. And then the other side they got Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, Joe JoJo Ward, so those are more slot guys that take the top off the defense. And behind Hopkins, they got Keyshawn Johnson. So that's interesting. I thought, and personally I was thinking uh, Keyshawn would be behind A.J. Green. Similar skill set was the outside receiver last year, but he had some issues coming back to the ball, fighting for the ball with the DBs. You know, sometimes when the ball's not right on target, you have to become a defensive back. Remember what
0: we said during our last Cardinals cover, too, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, with respects to the unofficial depth chart? Yeah. Pay zero attention to the depth chart, MJ. And, by the way, I got some little pushback from that, and I fully understand it. You look at it, and it looks pretty accurate outside of the fact that Justin Murray's listed as the first-team right guard, and he's been hurt now for the past several days. But, look – Watching practice, Keyshawn Johnson's playing outside. He's playing inside. He was inside earlier on Wednesday. So whether they're behind A.J. Green or behind DeAndre Hopkins, if you're a backup, you had damn well better know every single wide receiver spot.
1: And that's the beauty of the offense, and that's why, you know, we know who the starters are going to be. It's going to be A.J. Green. It's going to be DeAndre Hopkins, and it's either going to be Kirk or Rondell Moore. They can roll four out. They want to go five, you can bring Keyshawn out there. You can use Chase Edmonds in motion and put him on the outside receiver. So they'll have their options, but those are going to be the top guys, and they'll fill out the roster with, you know, guys four, five, and six. And, and again, Kirk could be three one week. Uh, Rondell Moore can be four one week, vice versa.
0: The other thing to keep an eye on and remember about Keyshawn Johnson is the chemistry he has with the quarterback. And that means something. Since day one, for whatever reason, it seemed like Kyler Murray locked in on number 19. And they had something that was ahead of Andy Isabella, ahead at the time of Hakeem Butler. It was always Kyler Murray as a safety valve looking for Keyshawn Johnson. So if that puts Johnson ahead of someone else, you know, who does the quarterback like to throw the ball to? That matters in addition to everything that you're able to do. And that's something that Kingsbury has brought up. It's something that Johnson was asked about earlier on Wednesday. And, yeah, that chemistry exists. And it probably goes back to the fact that you're part of that same draft class. And we talk about it a lot, MJ. Those guys, regardless of position, regardless of when they heard their name called, they are connected for the duration of their NFL careers.
1: And – if you go back to the uh, the, uh, the year they drafted Kyla Murray and, and drafted those three receivers, they did have rookie minicamp. They did have off-season workouts, um, and they did have a preseason. So the fact – and, again, we say it all the time. Some guys won first year to second year. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer when you don't get the reps and you're, you're in sweats on on the sidelines. So now it's the third year. So, yeah, it's, it's just part of the process. But I, I totally agree with you. I've always felt that way. You're attached to the entire class, and and the fact is that initially when they drafted him, Steve Kimes said Keyshawn Johnson was one of the best route runners in the the draft, and we got a chance to see a flash in the first month of the season. He was catching three to four balls, and then everything changed. And you know, I don't know how his practice habits were. Uh, Maybe he was in a funk, but the fact that he admitted once this got down to the end of the season, things started to click for him, and that has a give you a ton of confidence going into the offseason.
0: Absolutely. He is finally getting it and it does take longer for some players as far as now into year three for Keyshawn Johnson. There is one starter That I want to touch on that I do think might see more playing time than anyone else. I'll get to that in a moment. But a reminder, Bird Gang, if you like what you hear, subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen to your favorite shows on the go like Cardinals Underground, the Big Red Raids, the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Of course, this show, Cardinals Cover 2 and... The Dave Pash Podcast, which is up and available. Episode number one, an interview with Kurt Warner. Go to azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. All right, we continue here. Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, as we broadcast from Cardinals training camp powered by Cox. And the preseason opener coming up on Friday, the Dallas Cowboys in town. 7 p.m. is the kickoff, 3.30 p.m. Pre-game coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. The one starter that I hope does see more reps than any other player on this Cardinals 91-man roster, and I say 91 because Bernhard Seikovic does not count against the Cardinals, but if I was to tell you there is one player that should be on the field more than any other projected week one starter, who do you think I'm talking about? Collins. Correct. Zayvon Collins needs to be on the field more than just first team reps. If he's out there that first series and it's a three and out, great. You want to pull Lucky two out the field? Perfect. You want to pull Isaiah Simmons off the field? Great. No more Budabaker? I'm fine with that. Zayvon Collins, though, should be on that field for two, three, maybe even entire first quarter going into the second quarter because the more he
1: sees, the better off this team, this defense is going to be. Couldn't agree more with you. Um, and. Even though there are certain packages that Jordan Hicks is part of the uh, 11 starters, Jordan Hicks is a backup, so he's going to have to play a little bit. And we've seen more and more that Hicks and Collins in the inside and Isaiah can play five different positions. He can rush the pass from the left side or right. He can cover the slot receiver. He can cover the tight end. Um, He can play safety. So, yeah, I I don't disagree. But trust me, this is what I'm – Looking at and, and kind of connecting the dots. Having Jordan Hicks on the field with Collins is only going to help this defense until he figures it out. And that could take to week eight. It may not happen uh, overnight, but having him on the field and knowing that he's not the guy and he's not making the calls, but I could hit him on the hip and he's going to get guys lined up. So I, I think Hicks is Hicks. We're going to see him uh, again. You want to see some of the Evan Weavers and Tanner Vallejos and Zeke Turner's and some other guys they have in camp. But i got to think Hicks is going to be out there at times. Maybe he doesn't start the game. Collins, Simmons, Chandler, Golden, etc. cetera, Kennard maybe. But when he's on the field, he's going to be a sponge for Collins.
0: And it's not like they don't trust Zayvon Collins or don't believe in him. It's just another assistance, if you will, some more help to help with getting the rest of the defense set, whether that's the guys in front or the guys in the back.
1: And, and you know – we always talk about, you know, I think, you know, f- from a fan standpoint, they always want to know the diamond in a rough. I don't think we've talked about Zayvon Collins or Buda Baker, how they play. Buda Baker has been a beast, and we know he's going to be more vocal. This is his defense. He's the face of the defense. Nothing against Chandler Jones. J.J. Watt hasn't played a snap with the Cardinals, so um, he, he looks good. Now, there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be times he's going to be on the sidelines, you know, watching just to kind of grasp things. It's The speed of the game is so much different than practice get to week 1 it's even it's even faster um, but i agree uh, just having having jordan hicks with him is going to go a long way the the, the learning curve it's still going to be a learning curve but I think it will be a little bit shorter than we normally would have thought if Hicks wasn't on the roster.
0: You look at the rest of the inside linebackers behind Hicks, Simmons, and Collins. Tanner Vallejo, you know he's going to make the team. He's good on special teams. Zekiel Turner, he's going to make the team good on special teams. Evan Weaver and Terrence Smith, those are the only others. You've got seven inside linebackers, so you'll see a lot of Evan Weaver. You'll see a lot of Terrence Smith. I just don't think there's a plan for them to make this roster and be – available week one
1: yeah and weaver was a draft pick last year uh it was the pac-12 defensive player of the year he's kind of a little undersized but as you mentioned earlier he's also you know we're going to have scouts at these games now and then you know obviously teams are going to be able to get, to get the film on the l 22 film uh maybe somebody i i i don't think he's going to make the roster i don't even know if he would be an option for the practice call at the Cardinal. i think they know what they have in him but this will allow him to showcase, and I, I couldn't agree more, that that third preseason game, play all those guys. Play them all. Let them, let them get on some film.
0: Yeah, even though you've got two weeks between that third preseason game and the regular season, I do think teams and maybe even the Cardinals are looking at that third preseason game as the fourth preseason yep. game. And it's just it's different. The way you get ready for week one is different than it was five 10 years ago maybe even a couple years ago because one these guys are in shape all year round they don't come into training camp looking to get in shape they're already in shape and then the emphasis and the priority is winning games in the regular season not preseason and you practice and yeah you should be good to go and I I always go back to what Carson Palmer said where he he brought up and it, it raised a lot of eyebrows and he's like yeah I want to get hit just to feel that and let my body adjust and then the recovery and everything. And I think that was the, the exception rather than the norm, but these athletes now just they practice and then they play when it matters, when it counts, not so much on um, this Friday or next Friday against the chiefs or in new Orleans.
1: Yeah. And, and we're going to see a ton of Colton McCoy and Chris Strebler. I'd let Trevor play the second half of some of these games. I mean, he, he makes plays, and then, you know, today he's running around with his head cut off, and he got like three yards, but he, he makes plays. I don't know if he'll ever be Tyson Hill. He may not even be active on the roster. Could be a practice squad guy or not active on game day, um, clearly. But I think Colt McCoy, once they take Murray out, I want Colt McCoy to be thrown to Rondell Moore, Keyshawn Johnson, Christian Kirk, uh, JoJo Ward, Pachelli. I, I want him thrown to those guys because – Next time Colt McCoy plays could be in the regular season.
0: I'm glad you brought up McCoy because he did get a lot of work during Wednesday's practices. Yes. Murray was more just individual drills and probably holding off until Friday. But, yeah, when Colt McCoy takes the field on Friday, just to see how much of a difference a backup quarterback or a veteran quarterback will mean in the short term and the long term, and even if it doesn't go well, for whatever reason, it's, you know, this – Don't, one, Bird Gang, don't make huge declarations, assumptions, conclusions based off of one preseason game. But I'll say this about McCoy. It's not so much what he's doing on the field. It's what he's doing on the sideline, in the meeting room, in the classroom, at the hotel when they're together. He and Kyler Murray are perfect for each other, and that is where Colt McCoy, his value is in Murray's ear, in his back pocket, if you will, helping Murray be a better quarterback on the field. And
1: he he said Kyler's giving him tips because he's he's learning a new offense now. He runs a formation of spread at Texas. We know he's a great college quarterback. But watching film, recognizing ID and pre-snap reads, um, the motion, moving a Mike linebacker out. So, yeah, he's going to be a great sponge, and he's not trying to take his job. He knows his role. So we're going to see a lot of Colt McCoy and Chris Strebler and, again, we'll just have to wait and see, you know. But I will say this, when McCoy's in there, it seems like he goes under center a little bit more than Kyler. Now, again, he's not as fast as Kyler. So you got the pistol, the RPO, and the zone read. We know Kyler's very effective at that. Make a decision on the defensive end, tuck it in the belly of the running back, pull it back, or run. Um, but I noticed that the, clearly people will say, well, the offense won't change. You no, know, it won't, changes. Yeah, it changes, but the concepts won't change. They're going to run their offense, but he's accurate. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, so he's, to me, the perfect backup the Cardinals signed in the offseason. I was interested in Tyrod Taylor. He ended up going to Houston, and then RG3 recently took a job with the network because I thought um, those guys are similar to Murray's skill set. He Colt McCoy is not a runner but he's a a guy that can sit in the pocket and make all the throws. Well,
0: you have to ask, you know, what are you comfortable in executing if you're Colt McCoy and if he prefers to be under center, then maybe that's what you see. And as far as the offense, yeah, you narrow it down to what McCoy does well versus what Kyler Murray excels at. You're not going to expect Colt McCoy to do, you know, a sprint draw or run around for 15 yards. That's just not who he is. So, you know – don't sit there and think that all of a sudden, if Colt McCoy's out there, then the offense is going to look uh, totally different. It is going to look different just based off of their skill sets. But the most important aspect of the Colt McCoy signing is what he is doing off the field at least for me and everything that we've been told is how much mccoy has helped murray grow as a quarterback and then also the leadership aspect and making sure that he is the voice he is taking ownership in this team
1: every every interview he does first thing well how are you and kyler getting along pretty good since he went to oklahoma and (laughs) i went to texas
0: (laughs) yeah that was addressed early and then uh, i think now all of a sudden it becomes more of a media thing and we always bring it up and but uh, yeah, it'll be brought up again once Texas and Oklahoma play one another. Come uh, a little friendly, the friendly wager, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and we'll make them uh, both address the media and see how well things are going in that. Uh, well, you know In what that quarterback room, I, I
1: don't know if we'll be back in the locker room anytime soon. But you know what's going to happen: if you lose, you got to wear the other guy's jersey like all week.
0: Yeah, there'll be there'll be something, something noticeable, something public that everyone will find out. And
1: about. you know, I'm sure that you got a couple Clemson guys in there now um, with Hop and Simmons. Uh, Clemson, I, I, I think they released a top 25 yesterday. Yeah, they did. It's the same team. Alabama number same one, Same yeah. team. Big shock. ASU 27, three Pac-12 teams in there, but the same team. So, yeah, I mean, i, I got to think Clemson's going to be a big conversation in that locker room.
0: Preseason opener on Friday, MJ. We touched on a lot. Anything that we missed, a uh, player uh, – position group or something you want to see you know again the the offense is going to be very vanilla I think the defense to a certain extent will be very vanilla
1: just win your one one-on-one matchups come out there clean be in sync no false start penalties no jumping off sides I got no problem for an aggressive penalty that means the quarterback's going to get hit you can tackle the guy I'm okay with that but just be clean go out there and put a nice drive together get, get some momentum and then sit there and watch the young guys because it's always interesting. Larry was a big fan of this. He'd stand on the sidelines, had you know sunflower seeds in a cup, and they always have their hands on their on their shoulder pads, and they cheer. I'm, I remember Larry, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was William, uh, Will Powell when he sort of touched on Larry, went down there and tackled him. So that's nice to see because they know how hard it is to get to this point, and when they have success, whether it's a preseason game or not, some guys will be selling insurance in about two months.
0: Yeah. And this is their opportunity come Friday. And I like what you had to say as far as come out with no injuries outside of, you know, bruises, nicks, cuts, yeah. whatever. And then a clean game, you know, I don't want to see the football touching the field and keep those flags in the back pocket of the officials and just make sure you are executing, doing your job, doing what you're supposed to do, not worried about the guy to your left or to your right.
1: And, Curious to see how Kingsbury handles the Matt Prater situation. We know, you know, based on last year, 40 to 49, maybe is not his forte, but he's, he's, you know, you want to get some points. Obviously, you want to score in the red zone. Um, but Matt Prater, is he going to try a 49-yard field goal, a 50? Um, he's really the only kicker in camp. They have an extra punter. I think that will take some of the. the
0: yeah, you might see Tyler Newsom more. Hunting yeah. than yeah. Andy Lee, you might even see Newsom do some kickoffs just yes. to maybe expand his role. And I haven't seen him work as any field goal attempts in training camp. But you know, Andy Lee is going to be your guy, barring something uh, out yeah. of the ordinary. And
1: Brewer, um, Lee would be the holder. Prater doesn't need any uh, any other people doing that. They need that you know, chemistry and cohesiveness and the syncness of, of the uh, actual play. So. I'm curious to see how Prater kicks a couple 50 yards. I would like to see him score. Um, but they don't have another kicker now. Maybe he could kick a couple field goals. He's just he's just right now a camp guy.
0: Or you just go for two or you go <laughs> for it on fourth down and let Kingsbury roll the dice earlier. Eno uh, Benjamin, right tackle.
1: <laughs> oh, Eno's going to get a lot of time.
0: That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up because we've talked so much about Eno Benjamin, but with respects to that third – maybe even a fourth running back on the roster. Eno you know, Benjamin and Jonathan Ward, two names to keep an eye on. And it was interesting, Justin Pugh bringing up Jonathan Ward on his own when he was asked about Chase Edmonds and James Conner. He brought up, unprompted, Jonathan Ward as far as someone to keep an eye on. So, yeah, you'll see a lot of Eno you know, Benjamin and a lot of Jonathan Ward coming up on Friday.
1: Yeah, and they had another back, Smith. Edo Smith. He, he – he looks the part. I mean, you know, short yardage guy possibly, but I think right now the top four, and you know how I feel about Jonathan Ward. He's literally a combination of Chase and Connor, and I think Eno's more of a uh, comp on Chase Edmonds. You know, the size, getting, you know, in pass protection, going out for passes, but you're going to see a ton of Eno Benjamin, especially in the in this that second half of all three preseason games. I don't know. You know, Jonathan Ward's got a spot on the team. But he needs reps and so he'll be out there and then we'll see if they uh you know unload the roster when you start looking at some of these guys that are fighting for jobs.
0: Yeah, the other running backs is Tavian Feaster is on the roster and Nito Smith was added just this week, so we'll see just kind of what the mix is. But I would expect some reps for Edmonds and Connor, but just not a lot, especially in this first preseason well, game.
1: And then you gotta make a decision, you know, even though if Pew can't go, you know, who starts over there, we know Murray's out right now and winners, but you want to keep Collar and then those backs with the first string. Yes, because
0: you don't want anyone to take any unnecessary hits and someone blows up trying to make a play and trying to get on film, and then all of a sudden that's when injuries happen and, and tempers it, get up. And,
1: and I wish this was a joint practice because Dallas has – they have speed at the wide receiver position. C.D. Lamb, Gallup, you throw in Amari Cooper uh, – Micah Parsons, he was on hard knocks. This guy's a hitter. And so, you know, the Cardinals liked Collins more than Parsons. Parsons went earlier in the draft. They play more of a 4-3, you know, the Sean Lees of the world. And um, so Parsons is a guy that probably he needs to get some reps too. And so that that would be interesting just to see how the Cardinals starters are able to attack the Dallas defense because they got some names over there. I mean, Demarcus, DeMarco, Demarcus Lawrence, and they got some, they got some studs over there, and they got some good corners. So, I just wish it was they can play a little bit longer than they're normally going to play.
0: Yeah, Bergang, don't show up late on Friday night because if you <laughs> show up late, you're going to miss probably a lot of uh, the first team well, reps.
1: Well, and anytime we get a game during the week, people are working, and I-10 can be backed up. Um, the lots are paved. Uh, looks like the great lawn. Uh, It looks like it's uh, been reseeded and everything else, but I would leave early. Maybe you you walk around the office. (coughs) (laughs) I want to leave at noon. Why? It's a preseason game. Mike Turecki said I can get off, so I don't have a permission slip for you, but I definitely recommend you get here early.
0: The NFL is back come Friday night.
1: How about them Cowboys?
0: 7 p.m. here at State Farm Stadium. And on that note, we'll put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omahundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.